the five stories that have caught my attention since we last spoke, which was uh, a couple weeks ago. First one is that the uh, Department of Labor, the acronym is called OSHA. I think it's like Organizational Safety, and I don't know what the other two stand for, but anyways, they're the agency of government that is in charge of enforcing this uh, mandate that was created by the Biden administration regarding businesses over 100 employees having to prove vaccination for employees or have employees submit to weekly testing. Big news last week. Uh, However, even bigger news, I guess you could say, is that according to Washington Post here, Eli Rosenberg yesterday, judge of freezing this vaccine requirement after a federal lawsuit. Here's the, according to the Washington Post, a federal appeals court suspended the Biden administration's new vaccine requirement for private companies, delivering a major blow for one of the White House's signature attempts to increase the number of vaccinations out there to try and get this pandemic under control. This was a decision of a three-judge panel. Uh, All of these judges were GOP-appointed judges, um, FYI. So similar to uh, other federal laws, you see both sides battling it out in the court system um, if they do not agree with the other side's, the side that's in power. And so in this case, the uh, GOP... uh, governors it looks like it was the governor of or the attorney general of i believe louisiana you know sued in federal court so i could see this thing being delayed a little bit long it already is going to be delayed but it could last a little longer as things play out in the court we've seen precedents of this for example with the affordable care act and so on and so forth i think the idea was probably to try and delay this as long as they can because as you may have saw like an un, an unrelated note to the issue of health care but on the issue of politics the uh, election in Virginia and uh, some of those other uh, races that were nationwide some of them call them bellwether races uh, went towards the GOP and uh, the latest poll of a ge- which is a generic poll of which side do you think should be in charge of Congress you know one side or the other and these polls polls aren't always super accurate and they're very again generic but um it has trended towards gop by like eight percent um eight percent of people uh would are uh more than eight percent it has increased eight percent meaning that more and more people are thinking that republicans are going to take the house of representatives at the very least and maybe even the senate which would really put the brakes on any of the Biden administration policies in the second two years of their first term. Next story up is um, we've we've talked a little bit about, uh, you may have seen the, um, uh, I guess, approval for um, younger kids, 5 to 11, I believe, to get vaccinated. Other news on the vaccine front is actually related to uh, a new treatment, um, a treatment that might be called a game changer. COVID, uh, Pfizer has an antiviral pill that is now, they're claiming, 89% effective in high-risk cases. And that means it reduces the even the hospitalization. Um, we've reported on the show about Merck developing 
something similar, um, which the United Kingdom has ordered 250,000. Well, they actually ordered 250,000 of this new treatment, but they also ordered 480,000 of the Merck treatment. Um, industry experts, uh, for example, uh, well, over in the UK, um, one physician calling these results incredible and says the UK medical medicines regulator should now assess its safety and efficacy. Um, it's designed to block the enzyme the virus needs in order to multiply. So taken alongside with an, another low-dose antiviral pill called ritonavir, which stays in the body longer, these three pills are taken twice a day for five days, and it's supposed to dramatically reduce the risk. So this is some huge news, actually, and we're going to be cl- monitoring it closely because, you know, everybody, it seems like, wants to pop a pill these days. And uh, this may be the uh, answer that could really kind of help us put this pandemic behind us. I sure hope so, because I'm actually sick of talking about it. Next story up uh, on the same front is the pharmaceutical industry likely to shatter its lobbying record as it works to shape the Democrats' spending bill. This is, again, from the Washington Post, uh, written by Yigane Torbati and Jonathan O'Connell. Um I'll post all these in the show description, but it, it really brings up an interesting thing of a uh, a Democrat, actually, Congressman Andy Kim, began noticing mailers arriving at homes across his district, including his own and that of patients, with an alarming message. The mailers alleged that Kim was intent on preventing Medicare patients from getting the drugs they needed. Um Soon after they landed in the mailbox, he his office began receiving calls from constituents. And uh, he says he's been cap- attacked before, but never on the issue of Medicare. And it turns out that these attacks were coming from the, the pharmaceutical industry. And if you look at where their, at their lobbying dollars are going, it's been uh, very targeted towards the, the, right, the key um, advocates out there. I guess at least 20 different times there were ads run on television across the country. They were all run by pharma. They spent $23 million on lobbying in the first nine months of 2021. That puts them on track to beat their own record, which they spent in 2019. (laughs) It's just a very difficult situation, folks. They are the Goliath, that's for sure. Share your comments below in the show description or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge with your thoughts on on this issue. Next story, more than than 10,000 patients have caught COVID in a hospital. There's a new analysis made it out. We've talked about before, and if you want to learn more, go ahead and message me about the issue of hospital-acquired infections. That's something that they tried to... Um, handle in the Affordable Care Act when you look at the United States compared to other nations um, sometimes we don't score as well on certain um, issues like hospital acquired infections um, mortality in hospitals stuff like that it's kind of one of the uh, things that critics of the US system point to anyways more than 10 10- 10,000 patients were diagnosed with COVID in 
a U.S. hospital last year after they were admitted for something else. Uh, this is according to an analysis by the Kaiser Health Network. The number is certainly an undercount since uh, of, you, know, you can't really get an accurate number. But about 21% of the patients who contracted COVID in the hospital from April to September died last year. So if we're dealing with 10,000, 2,100 of them, um, looks like they died. By contrast, nearly 8% of other Medicare patients died in the hospital at the time. So, you know, I, I guess you're going to have this stuff as it's out there, but I thought it was an interesting story to the very least. Um, and then they also, this is on CNN Health, this article I'm referring to, but they talk about the, the issues that the people were hospitalized for the first you know, in the first place, looks like some psychological issues, hypertension, heart disease with heart failure, heart attack, kidney disease, but then they ended up getting COVID um, while in the hospital. Uh, really interesting report. I want to make sure to post this because they really looked at several different sources on this. And finally, um, our final fifth headline, Amazon to launch Alexa at senior living facilities and health systems. Amazon said that smart health property tools will save time and allow healthcare providers and other caregivers to focus on high-level tasks. Story by Emily Olson in Moby Health News. Amazon announced Monday senior living communities and health systems will be able to use Alexa voice assistant at scale in their facilities starting next month. Residents in senior living facilities can more easily call family members and their care teams to make community-wide announcements like sending schedules or updated information things. You know, I'm sure you're wondering about the privacy, as am I. On the privacy front, Amazon said Alexa, healthcare, and senior living tools don't require personal information to use their devices and voice recordings aren't saved. So they say. Um... You know, why this is so important is obviously we, we know that the COVID pandemic has had a major impact along multiple fronts, including on healthcare workers. I know senior living facilities firsthand because at Edie Bellas, we do work with nursing homes, are having trouble staffing right now because of the pandemic and because of the vaccine requirements as well, candidly. They're also short on, you know, other resources, so... Leveraging technology like this and other things such as wearable technologies um, are going to be be happening more and more often. And uh, I think this is just a step towards um, what we may see as a completely different healthcare system in the next five years. What are the stories that caught your attention? What are some of the things on your mind? As, as you listen to me talk about these things, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to go to America's Healthcare Challenge face, uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. You can also share the comments. And uh, uh, if you like the show, please give us a good review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. These headlines were presented uh, to you by Edie Bellis. If you know you or know any you or anybody in your family or maybe you know somebody that needs help with health insurance this type of year time of year 
uh, we would be happy to give you the best advice that we can for your situation. Go to edbellis.org.com to learn more. We'll see you next time. 